You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. To love Him. Many times our challenge is that we don't love Him enough. Because when you love someone, how many people know that when you love someone, there's nothing that will be difficult for you to do for that person? Am I correct? Yeah. So when you don't love some, somebody, the simplest thing is difficult. But when you really love the person, even what appears to be a sacrifice will not be a sacrifice. You get my point. So if you can just fall in love with him more, Christianity will be, you, it won't be a sacrifice. There's nothing that God will ask you for that you will struggle to let go of, that you will struggle to give Him if you love Him. So because Abraham loved Him, giving Isaac was not a problem. <laughs> wasn't a problem. Say, so give me Isaac, the one, your one and only son. The one that you love. Give him to me. And he did it. So, the secret to Christianity is loving God. Love him more. Anything that competes with the love of God in your heart, you need to kill that thing. All right? I don't care what it is. Even if it's a friend, kill that relationship. Are you getting me? Yeah, I'm serious. Nothing should compete with your love for him. It's interesting. I just remembered, you know, God was speaking to me in a dream about idols in the hearts of <laughs> people today the modern day idols things that we've fallen in love with you know but now take us away from him may God deliver us hallelujah we started talking about what dreams the language of God and kings Dreams, the language of God and kings. I'm telling you, the Bible has a lot to say about this subject. Much more than you can even imagine. <laughs> Go study all the dreams in the scriptures. Maybe God will open your eyes to see where you have been missing him. Even, I mean, even though God speaks to us, we don't get it. Then he comes in a dream, we still miss it. <laughs> huh? May we never miss God. Amen. After this series, you're not going to miss God again. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You will hear his voice clearly. Amen. You will recognize 
the voice of God. It's constantly speaking. Let's pick up our, let's go from our text in Job chapter 33. Job 33. From verse 14 he says, For God may speak in one way or in another, yet man does not perceive it. All right? So God may speak in Shona or Zulu <laughs> or uh, okay. uh, or whatever language. Uh, Pedi, uh, God may speak and you may not hear. They speak, you may not hear. Then he waits for you to go to sleep. The reason you don't hear while you are awake is because your mind is too active. So engaged with other things, you are cumbered, to use the King James. You are cumbered by many things. Hmm? That's the language Jesus used to communicate to Martha. He says, Martha, you are cumbered with many things. So, you are cumbered with many things. So much stress. You are fixing the whole world. In your mind, reconstructing the whole world. Both your world and other people's worlds. You are reconstructing. So you are too busy sorting everything out. You can't hear God. God is speaking, but you can't hear Him. So God in His mercy decides that, okay, fine. I'll wait for you to go to sleep. At least when you go to sleep, <laughs> you are not going to consciously engage your mind. So I can now bypass that active mind and come and communicate with you. All right. So in a dream, in a vision of the night, when deep sleep falls upon men while slumbering in their beds, those of you that have beds, there are some of us that are more comfortable in other positions. Yes, I heard that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Then he opens the ears of men and seals their instruction. I want to read that in the NIV. Let's read verse 16 in the NIV. He seals their instruction. He opens the ears of men. All right, look at it. He may speak in their ears and do what? Terrifies them with warnings. <laughs> Interesting. So sometimes God needs to shake you. How many people have had a dream that shook them? You woke up and you were sweating. Sometimes that's the only way he can get your attention. 
You see? So he shakes you. I said, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Not every nightmare is from the devil. Some that you call a nightmare, God will just terrify you. Don't go that way. If you go that way, this is what will happen. Huh? Yeah. You were planning that trip, then you had this dream that terrified you. You better cancel that trip and disappoint whoever you had promised. No, I'm serious. Because they won't be there when you face the consequences of disobedience. They won't be there. All right. But anyway, as time goes on, I'll share some wisdom with you on how to manage those kind of dreams as well. Because there are sometimes God is saying, don't go. But sometimes God is saying, are you going to go or not? The dream world is interesting. Walking with God is very interesting. It's never boring. You know, it's like the case of uh, uh, Agabus, the prophet in Acts, that had a vision. He came and prophesied about Paul. He says, he says this is what they are going to do. And he was a dramatic prophet. You know, there are different types of prophets. He was one of those dramatic ones that comes and he takes the belt of Paul and he ties it and then he says, this is what they're going to do to the owner of this belt. Why dramatize it? <laughs> Why not just say, this is what they're going to do to Paul, you know? Paul, this is what the Holy Spirit is saying. No, but he has to dramatize it. Hmm? He saw it. <laughs> so he came to dramatize what he saw. All right. And everybody was signifying by the Spirit, Paul, don't go. But then, Paul says, I'm not only ready to go, I'm ready to die. And he goes. And of course, he gets arrested and he goes through stuff. So there are, there are some serious um, wisdom nuggets that I'll need to impart to you in order to help you to navigate and to manage this area of life, especially in the spirit. And like I said to you, the, the, um, about a third of your life is spent sleeping. So if a third of your life is spent sleeping, you need to learn not to lose that ground. All right? You need to be able to, to take charge over that. So that's, that's uh, vital. Dreams are important because we're living in the last days. In the last days, dreams are going to increase. Dreams are going to increase. And there are people that God is going to bring into your life. There are some of you that have, you, you have people that tend to have certain dreams. Or they come to see you about, they share dreams that they had with you about your life. Do you, do you have people like that? Anybody? Hmm? Okay, a few. All right. God will bring more after I pray for you. Okay? 
I mean, I'm talking about people sent by God. Not people sent by the enemy. We're going to block those that the enemy is using. And then we're going to open um, the channel for God to begin to speak. There are different ways that God speaks. And you need to be able to hear him in all ways. In all of those areas. So that you don't miss anything. Because there are certain instructions that will come through a particular medium of communication. You get my point? So it's just like if you grew up and you had a mother like mine, she, she didn't need to always communicate with words. All right? Especially when there are people around. She just needs, there's just a look that says it all. How many people had that kind of mother? Yeah, okay. Oh, you are one of those kind of mothers. <laughs> Let me put it that way. <laughs> yeah. So you just, you don't need to say, don't do that. You just, <laughs> and you take your eyes off, and they got the message. So walking with God is like that. Many Christians are still in the baby stage where God has to be vocal all the time. So sometimes God communicates. He uses other means of communication. So you need to be trained to know how God is speaking. And let me say this as an advice to you. You need to begin to record your dreams. How many people do that? How many people don't? Okay, start. All right? Let me, the reason is this. I used to have a notebook. Now with, uh, with, with technology, I don't need to have a notebook, but I, I record my dreams. In fact, I had a special app that I just put record my dreams. So, you need to start recording them. The reason is this. If you record, if you cultivate the lifestyle of recording your dreams, what you are saying to God is that I am listening. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Okay? Why? Because you will discover with time, if you keep recording them, after some time, you need to just go back. And you will see a pattern that God uses for you. So, for example, when I look back, I go back. Recently, I went back to my dreams. Certain dreams I just received. And I, and I noticed a pattern. And I was also able to notice some words of caution, which I had missed when I had the dream. I didn't pick it. I just recorded it. But now I went back and I realized, oh my God, I need to pay attention to this area. I had missed it. But now I see there are certain things I need to begin to do. So if you only wait until something is boom and it gets your attention, shakes you, then you'll never forget it. You might miss those little, little instructions. Mm. 
And interestingly, it's not major. It's, it's not major instructions. It's like tweaking your life. So you will see how God is trying to tweak your life. And it's like saying to you, uh, you need to pay attention to this. Begin to do this more. Do this less. You get my point. So you will pick that if you begin to record them. If you begin to record them. Otherwise, God, if you are God, will you be speaking to someone that is not listening? Huh? No. He's the one that said, do not cast pearl before swine. So if every time he gives you a dream, you just, oh, I was just a dream. And you just throw it away. Now, if you record it, you will also begin to see where the enemy also want to, wants to come in. You'll be able to spot it. I'm telling you, by the Spirit, you will just know. You just know, ah, this was the enemy is trying to interfere here. This is an interference. So some dreams are interferences from the enemy. They're not necessary from God. But as a child of God, get ready. God is going to speak to you in dreams. He's going to speak to you in dreams. You're going to have dreams. You'll have visions. You'll be, you'll be, you'll be taken into places. Hmm? I've, had, I've had dreams where the, my spirit will go to a place. And I just, I'm just watching what they're saying. I'm just observing, observing. And sometimes I'm like, oh God, why are you showing me these things? Huh? But you see, when you are open to that kind of communication, God will begin to use that huh? to, to show you things. And sometimes there are certain things just for your information. The fact that you see something does not mean you just go and tell everybody everything you see. Did he ask you to? Like one time I saw something about one pastor. And this guy, I mean, I'm not even his friend. So what am I supposed to do? I just go and pray about it. That's all. I just pray about it. So sometimes, especially if you are given to intercession, God will begin to speak to you more about people. Some of you, the reason why God doesn't speak to you is because you don't pray. You don't pray. You don't spend time. You don't have a burden for people. You don't pray for the church. You don't pray for your, your leaders. You don't pray for your family. You don't pray for your children. You don't pray for your parents. You just don't pray. So, somebody else that is praying, God will just go show him. You get my point? Yeah. Because the dream, the area of dreams is also a ministry, in case you don't know. Just like, you know, prophecy. Just like prophecy. In the book of Numbers, chapter 12, verse 6, God was speaking there when Miriam and Aaron were complaining about Moses. You remember that account. They were trying to equalize with Moses. It's like, Moses, are you the only one that hears God? After all, God also speaks to us. Huh? Why did you go and marry this African woman? And so they were, you know, they were grumbling and complaining. 
And Moses didn't even say anything. It was God that answered. All right? So God comes down. He calls Miriam and Aaron to a meeting. Meet me at the tent. <laughs> Sometimes we need those kind of manifestations. Where God will say, okay, you and you and you, meet me. Yeah, let's, let's have a meeting. So God appears. He comes in the cloud and starts speaking. Verse 6, he said, Hear now my words. If there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a what? In a vision. I speak to him in? A dream. All right. So you can see here that God makes himself known. He's saying, if there's a prophet among you, right? So one of the things about the prophetic ministry is visions and dreams. Now, not every dreamer is a prophet. Okay. But uh, dreams and visions go with the prophetic. Why? Because it's, it's part of the revelation gifts. So it's, 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 it's an operation of the Spirit whereby things are revealed. So God can use your dream to reveal your future to you. He can use a dream to reveal the future of your children to you. He can use a dream to warn you about your children. He can use a dream to tell you what is going on or what the enemy is planning. All those things. So God is saying to them here, if there is a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision and I speak to him in a dream. Not so with my servant Moses. He's faithful in all my house. I speak with him face to face, even plainly, and not in dark sayings. Because sometimes dreams are like dark sayings. Dreams are like parables. Certain dreams are coded. In fact, majority of dreams are coded. I mean, God used to speak to me a lot in dreams, and then I listened to some men of God, and then I lost that. And then later on, I regained it. I got it back because they were preaching and they were making fun of dreams. And, you know, I took that into me, and then, you know, I found that the thing just stopped. So now I'm trying to get back to where I was before. It is a gift of God. Believe you me. Okay? Yeah. There's everything God gives, Satan wants to take. Why should all the supernatural things be demonic? Huh? Why? Has it crossed your mind? Why is it that, why would some theologians... Make everything that is supernatural to be termed demonic. Meanwhile, God, the God that we serve is a supernatural being. So it's time to redeem everything that the enemy has stolen. Are you getting me? Yeah. 
And we need to grow, we need to mature in these things. So God was saying to those guys, listen, Moses is not in the same rank with you. All right? And I mean, yes, I give you visions, I speak to you, I reveal things to you, I give you dreams and all of that, but you are not in the same level. My relationship with Moses is not like my relationship with you. That's what God was saying. So God was saying, as prophets, if you are prophetic, you should have dreams and visions. You should have dreams and visions. So, um, God says that uh, Moses sees the form of the Lord. Why then were you not afraid to speak against my servant Moses? In other words, can't you respect my relationship with Moses? Oh, well, we are all children of God and all of that. Okay. Um, <laughs> you are all children of God, yes. But Moses, this is his rank. In case you made a mistake, I'm just coming to correct you. So God comes to correct the matter. And so this is a big lesson for us. All right? So if you want to go prophetic, if you don't come and tell me how prophetic you are and you don't, you don't have visions, you don't have dreams, it's not complete. You need to add that to your resume. Come on. Yes? Yeah. All right. That's important. So don't shy away from dreams. Okay, I don't understand it. Okay. Come to be taught. Maybe by the end of this, I might interpret some dreams just to give you some keys for interpretation. I'll take a few because I know some of you, you dream like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you will come with a whole exercise book. <laughs> Hallelujah. But dreams are vital. Why? Because it's, it's, it's a language of the kingdom. It's a language of the kingdom. It's, it's a kingdom communication method. Alright? So that's why you find that kings in the Old Testament, especially in the Old Testament, they always took dreams seriously. And why did you think that? And these were ungodly kings. Ungodly kings. And those that listened... To God's dreamers prospered. Pharaoh ended up being a superpower, feeding the whole world because he listened to Joseph. And we are praying, God, raise Joseph in our generation. Now, how is Joseph going to manifest? Huh? We don't we don't teach people about dreams. We don't people don't even know that it's possible. People are so confused about it. Some theologians tell you it has stopped from the day the Bible was, you know, the book of Revelation was from the time the canon was put together, it stopped. And all of that, and you listen to those guys and you think that those guys are right. You read those commentaries and they are talking. And I'm like God, help us. 
these days, these are the days of visions and dreams. It's going to increase. God will speak to you. Do you know that God can use your dream? There are different types of dreams. There's what I call dreams of destiny. Somebody say destiny. Dreams of destiny. God can show you a dream that will show you your future. It's actually your destiny. But you might you 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 see it and you don't you don't know that it's your destiny. It's like a man like Joseph, right? Remember, as a young lad, he he gets this dream. He gets this dream and he sees the sun and the moon bowing to him. And the father says, what? So your, your mother and myself will bow to you? Hello, young man. Are you alright? There is something wrong with your... With this your... <laughs> but that was a dream of destiny. That was a dream of destiny that God gave Joseph. Let's look at that place. Um, Genesis. As a matter of fact, if you want to, if you want to really understand dreams, okay, this um, I I heard this from Apostle Taylor. He was saying Jesus spoke to him and said to him that um, the keys to interpreting dreams is found in the in the wisdom literature. The the, 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 the wisdom literature in the Bible. In other words, the book of Psalms. Huh? The book of Proverbs. Ecclesiastes. Even uh, Job. If you study those books, those books contain up to 90% of the keys for unlocking dreams. So if you study them, you will be well equipped. Obviously, you need to study the parables of Jesus as well. Because parables, dreams are parabolic. Majority of dreams, except they are direct dreams. Okay? So, um, there are certain dreams that have the key to your future. Um, where is that scripture now? Let me see, let me see. Joseph, where are you? Where are you, Joseph? Um, Genesis chapter 37. Hmm? Yeah? Now Joseph, verse 5, it says, Now Joseph had a dream, and he told it to his brothers, and they hated him even the more. Ha! They hated him. Is it his fault that he had a dream? So you, you see that sometimes people, um, people have a problem with your vision. But you find that, listen, uh, okay, uh, I'll deal with that some other time. So, 
uh, he told his brothers, and his brothers hated him the more. He told them, he says, please hear this dream which I have dreamed. There we were binding sheaves in the field. Then behold, my sheaf arose and also stood upright. And indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? And they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. And this time the sun, the moon, and even the eleven stars bowed down to me. And he told it to his father and his brothers. And his father rebuked him and said, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envied him, but his father kept the matter in his mind. You see what happens? These are dreams. God was showing Joseph his destiny. God was showing him his destiny. But on, and, uh, and uh, they immediately understood. They knew the meaning of this dream. A, a young man, come on. You are the youngest. Oh, well, almost the youngest. Second to the last. You are the second to the last. And you are having this dream that Reuben, who is almost old enough to be your father, coming to bow to you. And your father and your mother coming to bow. What is wrong with you? You are full of pride. <laughs> Just give it time. God will unfold everything. Amen? But you see that if you study the life of Joseph, you found that his dream got fulfilled. But how did his dream get fulfilled? His dream found its fulfillment in a bigger dream. Are you getting my point? So many times people miss it. They have a dream and they isolate it. Because they don't realize that their dream is just a, a piece of a puzzle. So they take that dream and they think it is the whole. And they now move and take steps to fulfill, to try to fulfill that dream. Meanwhile, that dream is supposed to find fulfillment in a bigger dream. But you see, that's how God works. Most of the time, one of the reasons why we don't see God move as we should, and we don't experience God as we should, and we are not as strong as we should, is because we keep detaching ourselves from the bigger picture. So imagine if Joseph went and is trying to fulfill this dream that he had. 
What's he going to do? Okay, uh, I'm going to start my own farm where I will grow my own sheaves. Come on. Yeah, I'm going to start my own farm. I'll, I'll grow my own sheaves and then my farm is going to be so... My sheaves are going to be so, you know, massive. And I'm going to outshine you guys. Because you guys don't know what you are doing. This, this daddy's farm has old technology. I'm going to use the latest technology. Huh? And I'm going to increase the yield. There is a technology now that can ye- increase the yield tenfold. I'm going to use that one. And you guys will be forced to reckon with this, my dream. And I'm going to prove to you that I got this from God. Amazing. (laughs) Hey, don't be a fool. Touch your neighbor. Say, please, don't be a fool. Don't be a fool. Please. Don't be a fool. Be wise. Be wise with your dreams. Be wise with your dreams. As a matter of fact, let me put it this way. It's only your brothers and sisters that can be jealous of your dream. Your father will not. Hallelujah. Yeah, if he's a true father, he will not be jealous of your dream. Why? If he, it, imagine a father saying, okay, I never, I never went to varsity, so because of that, none of you should go to varsity. Would you not say that that, that is <laughs> <That's> witchcraft? <laughs> Hallelujah. So, but it was the brothers that envied him. The father did not envy him. The Bible says he kept it in his heart. Because he knew God was speaking through this boy. So, But um, Joseph's dream finds fulfillment in Pharaoh's dream. Hallelujah. So it was in serving Pharaoh's dream. God gives Pharaoh a dream. Joseph has had a dream long time ago before he meets Pharaoh. Are you getting me? And he didn't, God was taking him through a process preparing his heart for his destiny. His destiny was to save the world from famine. The whole world, imagine. At that time. That was his destiny. And he was going to be second in command to the most powerful king on the earth. So obviously, none of his brothers had that destiny. Hallelujah. So God gives Joseph this dream, and you know, and then that's it. From one envious, you know, and again, to make matters worse, the father went, bought him a coat of many colors. You know, he didn't buy for the rest. So they were jealous of him. They were jealous of him. 
you might be, you know, you might be facing jealousy from people. It's okay. It's just they don't understand. Don't be mad at them because they're jealous of you. Amen? Because God gave you a dream and you shared it with them. Now they want to kill you. How dare you have such dreams? If you have a dream like that, don't be afraid to share it with us. Maybe you might not share it with your brothers, but you can bring it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So dreams, um, yeah. So Pharaoh, God gives Pharaoh a dream, and then Joseph. We know over the period of time, from Potiphar's house to the prison, all of that was building character and capacity in him. In Potiphar's house, he mastered administration. Okay? He mastered administration in Potiphar's house. In the prison, he mastered how to, um, how to walk in love. Huh? How to suffer for righteousness' sake. He mastered how to suffer for righteousness, how to suffer for his conviction and not bend. He mastered how not to compromise his conviction. He mastered how to be faithful to God even when no one is watching. He learned all of these things. And he learned to, be, uh, to, to minister to people. While in prison, he was busy ministering to other people. He was encouraging other people. Imagine that. They were criminals. He was not. If anyone needed an encouragement, it was him. But he was the one encouraging the criminals. Alright? So all of that, God was working something. Building a kind of heart in him. It's a kind of heart that you need to enter into what God has for you. Some of you, God has shown you great things. But you're not ready for it. That's the truth of the matter. You are not ready. If God should put you there, you will kill yourself. When I say kill yourself, I'm not saying you will commit suicide, but you know, you'll just blow it. You will mess it up and you will abort everything. So because of that, God will take you through process. So when it comes to dreams, understand timing is vital. Timing is vital. There are some dreams God showed to me, and I know it's not yet time. I can still see them clearly, but I know it's not yet time. Hallelujah. Amen. It's not yet time. So there's a timing involved. There's always a timing. When God is dealing with man, he deals with man according to time. So dreams of destiny are always have time. The time element is vital. You must always consider that. And a dream of destiny is always linked. It's always a piece of the puzzle. It's not the whole thing. Okay? So when you have a destiny dream, just know that the way it's going to be fulfilled is not what you think. How could they, uh, Joseph have engineered his way to become the prime minister of 
of Egypt. How could he? Huh? Imagine you become prime minister of another country. I mean, t t try to work it. Try to work it out. Hmm? You are born. You are born here, right? You are born in this country or whichever country you are born. In. Imagine yourself. Because you had a dream, you now want to. You have. <laughs> you will just frustrate yourself. So allow God to be God. Hallelujah. Allow God to be God. Don't engineer it. Just exercise faith and obedience. Faith and obedience. God, you know how to bring it to pass. And he will bring it to pass in the fullness of time. And he will do it in a way that even if he had asked you to do it and given you all the power to do it, you won't be able to do it in such a grand style. Are you getting my point? So he uses dreams sometimes to seal your destiny in your spirit. He will use a dream of destiny to seal it into your heart. Maybe you go to bed, you are just saying, oh my God, you have properties in America, in Europe. You, I mean, you have become a property mogul and you know you are on the Forbes list. Uh, Fortune 500, uh, you know, under whatever, you know. Oh my goodness, how are you going to bring it to pass? Only God can make it happen. Are you following me? Yeah, so do you have faith in God? Do you trust God? Do you believe God to finish what he has started? If, he, if you understand God, before God starts something, he has finished it. So what he showed to you was actually the, the conclusion so he has now rewound. Hallelujah. And now he gives you a snippet. And now you lose your mind. What would you do if he showed you everything? What would you do? And we know the story. How, you know, Joseph... I, I believe that Joseph was a, is a major, Joseph's life is a template. Huh? You can study that. Do you know that Joseph is one of the few people in scripture that you don't see any record of any mistake he made? No, think about it. Have you come across anywhere in your Bible reading where Joseph made a mistake? Not one. Not, not one. You have already made... <laughs> Ooh, the Lord is good. And we just praise Him. Hallelujah. Huh? You are faithful. You are awesome. You are worthy. 
Yeah. So. So you study the life of Joseph. You will. You will be able to decode some things there. About dreams. How God works. Glory to God. So look at Genesis chapter 41. Verse 8, now it came to pass in the morning, you know, talking about um, Pharaoh after he had woken up from his dream, his spirit was troubled and he sent and called all the magicians of Egypt and all his wise men. And Pharaoh told them his dreams and there was no one who could interpret for Pharaoh. As a king in God's kingdom, you need some you need to have some people around you that can help you. All right? I'll deal with that. Because there's, 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 there's something I'm seeing in the scriptures that will bless you. Maybe next week. All right. So, he calls for the magicians. The magicians cannot interpret. And the guy is troubled. He knows this thing is significant. And I'm a king. So this thing has to be significant. You know that one of the things that they say about the Roman Empire, one of the reasons why the Roman Empire lasted for so long, longer than all the other empires, was because the Roman emperors used to have people around them that you know, would give them certain um, advice. So... Pharaoh, these guys, they cannot interpret this thing. And the guy, cut the long story short, he was now told of this young man who is in prison, who used to interpret dreams accurately in prison. And they call him. Right? They call him. And um, so, Pharaoh explains a dream to Joseph. You need to read the whole chapter. I'm not going to read that. So, Joseph decodes the dream. He gives Pharaoh the interpretation of the dream. And the interpretation is that you're going to have seven years of abundance as a nation. And you're also going to have seven years of famine after that. So, king, you need... To make plans. Alright? You need to make plans for the nation. Don't be fooled by the abundance. Because the famine that is going to come after the abundance will be so serious. That will be, it will be as if there was never any abundance. How I wish our leaders have people like that. Can you imagine the difference it would make? The economy is booming, exploding. Oh, wow. But this is only going to happen for so many years. After that, it's going to be hard. So let's make provision for that. And so, Mo, uh, Joseph explains this to Pharaoh. 
Verse 33 says, Now therefore, let Pharaoh select a discerning and wise man and set him over the land of Egypt. Okay? And let, uh, let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land to collect one-fifth of the produce of the land in Egypt in the seven plentiful years. And let them gather all the food those good, uh, of those good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in cities. Then that food shall be as a reserve for the land for the seven years of farming which shall be in the land of Egypt and in the, that the land may not perish during farming. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and in the eyes of all his servants. Then Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this, a man in whom is the Spirit of God? Where, 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 in, where, which country are we going to find this kind of a man? May they say that about you. Amen. When your time comes. Amen. Hallelujah. Where are we going to find somebody that has the Spirit of God? So Pharaoh recognized that this is the Spirit of God. This is not just astrology. This is not just magicians. This is not just uh, wisdom, you know, looking at the stars and, you know, and, and all, all of that. No, no, no. This one is from a superior source. So, Joseph didn't know that as he was giving that counsel, that dream he had as a child was about to be fulfilled. That's why Habakkuk said, write the vision. It is for an appointed time. It will not tarry. Come on. I said it will not tarry. It will come to pass. Hallelujah. It will not tarry. It might seem to be delayed, but it's not being delayed. It's actually waiting for God's time. Because he makes all things beautiful in his time. Dreams of destiny work with time. They work with time. So you need to ask yourself, am I having, is this a dream of destiny? If it's a dream of destiny, there's a time factor. Don't go mess it up and try to fulfill it. It won't happen. You will complicate matters. Hallelujah. You complicate matters. So dreams of destiny have a time factor. And we know the story. All of a sudden, in one day, in 24 hours, it got fulfilled. Without any effort. <laughs> From Joseph. <laughs> Did you notice that? He didn't need to study for it. Come on. He didn't need to go and, you know, uh, he, there was no school of how to be a prime minister. There was no, uh, uh, come on. I mean, the list is endless. But it was time. May you not miss your time. Hallelujah. The dream God has given to you. I don't know if you had it as a child. 
Or at what point in your life that dream, hold on to it. Amen. It will still come to pass. Don't you, your neighbor say it will come to pass? It will. It will not tarry. It will be fulfilled. And those that made fun of you for having such dreams will come and partake of the benefits of the fulfillment of that dream. How about that? There are things God has said to us about this city. It will come to pass. Hallelujah. Some people think we don't know what we're doing. Interesting. Just like Joseph didn't know what he was doing. You know, busy there serving Potiphar. I mean, what, why, why did he, if he had just agreed for Mrs. Potiphar, you know, his life would have just changed. He would have been a senior slave. I mean, I mean yeah, I mean, yes. He would have been a senior slave. Meanwhile, destiny had it that he would become Potiphar's boss. Do you understand? Can you see? Destiny had it that he was going to become Potiphar's boss, but Satan offered him a shortcut. Offered him a shortcut. He could have taken that, and then he becomes a senior. Yeah, I mean, just, just a senior servant in Potiphar's house. So sometimes when God gives you a, 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 a dream of destiny, Satan is going to offer you a shortcut. But you don't know. You think that that shortcut is a breakthrough, but that shortcut is actually to stunt you. So be wise. Talk to your neighbor. Say, please be wise. Okay? If you haven't had a dream of destiny, I pray that God will give you Amen. a dream of destiny. Amen. I, he will show you, give you a glimpse. You'll see something. Yes. You'll see yourself in a position. You'll see yourself somewhere. Amen. And you're like, wow, is this me? Yes, it's you. That's God's dream for you. He says, I know the thoughts that I think of. Thoughts of good and not of evil. To give you a future and a hope. The King James says to bring you to an expected end. God has a dream for you. So may he give you a, a, you know, just a piece of that puzzle. Show you just a piece. Hold on to your dreams. Don't abort your dreams. I'm so happy, Joseph said to Mrs. Potiphar, nope, nope, nope. I'll be faithful to my master and to my God. Yes. I'd rather go to jail. And he did went to jail. He didn't backslide in jail. In jail, he was cheerful. Yes. Go study it. Hallelujah. Hmm? Some of us, we complain. Listen. If you are a complainer, stop it. Okay? It won't take you anywhere. It won't solve any problems. Stop complaining. Stop murmuring. It's not good for you. Kings don't complain. Hello? What did I say? 
Yeah. Kings take charge. Hallelujah. I've said enough. Time is gone. Let's stand up on our feet. Come on. If God, if you believe you have received a dream of destiny, raise your hand. Let me see. Come on. Oh my God. Can you see all these hands? Raise it. Raise it high. Let me see. Dreams of destiny. Come on. Look at that. Oh my God. I'm so happy I shared this with you. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank you for this once. I pray for them. I pray strength. I, I pray grace. I pray wisdom. I pray for patience. Lord, help them, oh God. Help them to endure whatever they need to endure. In the name of Jesus. Help them to endure what they, whatever it is. That they'll be able to go through. That they will go through the things they ought to go through. Mighty God. Lord, I speak, oh Father, over those destinies. You will bring them to fruition. You will bring them to pass. At the appointed time. In the name of Jesus. Help them, oh God, not to allow the enemy to rob them. To rob them of their destiny. To rob them of their future. In the name of Jesus. The kind of patience you gave Job. And the kind of patience you gave Joseph. And Lord God, the kind of wisdom that you gave Joseph. The kind of strength that you gave Joseph. Lord, let it be imparted to them. In the name of Jesus. My Lord and my God. I pray for more grace. Where they are weak, I speak strength. In the name of Jesus. Where there is confusion, I speak clarity. In the name of Jesus. Where there is discouragement, I speak encouragement. In the name of Jesus. Where there is fear, I speak courage. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Let your will be done. In every life here. In the name of Jesus. Lord God, for those who have not received dreams of destiny. Lord, release dreams of destiny. In this house, let everybody that comes, listens to this message, receive a dream of destiny. In the name of Jesus. You know, show them. Show them that which you have for them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for kings in your kingdom. They will rule, oh Father, in their generation. They will, they will operate in power, in glory, in the name of Jesus. Declare that over them. None of them, oh Father, will be a non-entity. Lord God, that they will all be people of glory, of power, of might, of distinction. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I speak promotion, elevation, advancement, fulfillment of dreams. Mighty God, the things that require your sovereignty, let them be fulfilled without restriction. In the name of Jesus, I banish every satanic shortcut that is designed 
to detract them, to deviate them, to take them out. Mighty God, every spirit of deception that the enemy will use and make them think that that piece of the puzzle is the whole picture. Mighty God, I bind that spirit that deceives your people. In the name of Jesus, they will not fall for that. In the name of Jesus. Lord my God, thank you Father. Thank you for the great blessing that they will be to their generation. In the name of Jesus name of Jesus. There's some of you here, you've had dreams. You've seen yourself in great wealth. I mean stupendous wealth. God says, I should say to you, it's coming to pass. It will come to pass. Telling you, right now your situation looks contrary to what you saw. Don't be fooled. I see many industries. I see many captains of industries here. I see you. God is saying, just hold on to that dream. Be ready to endure persecution. Be ready to go through trials. Be ready to be tried. At the end of the day, it will come to pass. It will not fail. God is not a man that he should lie. Neither is he the son of man that he should repent. As he said it, will he not make it good? He will make it good in his time. He makes all things beautiful in his time. In the fullness of time, it will come to pass. Let it happen in your life. Thank you, Father. Lord, I thank you for the wisdom that is flowing already. I, want, I thank you for what you have opened, the understanding you have opened unto your people right now. I thank you for that. I thank you for the confusion that has been cleared right now. I thank you. I thank you. Make it more difficult for the enemy to deceive them. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. They will go from strength to strength. They will go from glory to glory. They will grow from one level of faith to the other. Until the day of their ascension. And their coronation. Hallelujah. When they will ascend the throne. In the areas where you have, you have ordained for them to rule. It shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Hallelujah. Why don't you bless the Lord? Come on. We're going to break bread now. And as you take communion, this communion, I want you to do it with this consciousness. Hallelujah. Amen. You are saying to God, God, I know. It shall come to pass. It looks as though it's taking time. But it will come to pass. I am taking this in faith. I'm taking this 
saying no to Potiphar. Hallelujah. I'm saying no to every representation of the spirit of Potiphar that will try to trap me and give me false promises, false, you know, inferior promises, inferior substitutes. I'm not going to abort my future for anything. Hallelujah. You're, you're, God is going to open your eyes more as you partake of this communion. I just declare that the world of dreams will be open to you more and more. You will hear God in your dreams in the name of Jesus. Where you miss him while you are awake, when you go to sleep, you will hear him in the name of Jesus. His voice will be clearer to you. You will not miss his leading anymore. You will not miss his voice anymore. You will not enter into any trap. You will not marry the wrong person. You will, you will be warned in your dream. You will be terrified out of taking the wrong step. In the name of Jesus. You will not miss the opportunities God has for you. Thank you, Lord. I declare that over you. I declare that over you. And as you partake of this, I want you to do it in faith and make sure that you receive this impartation. Let this communion impart something to you. Let it impart to your spirit. This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.